Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 41 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all very, very much for downloading our show today, wherever you're listening in from right now. I'm your host as always, Robbie Cox. Now joining me today for a chat on the show is New South Wales, an Australian young gun and a man who killed it at last year's Age Nationals in Adelaide. Mr. C-Bomb Lee. Now, I spoke to C-Bomb via Zoom just today, actually, and discussed his recent injury and how he's tracking with recovery, how he handled not being able to train and compete during the pandemic, getting started in swimming at such a young age, and all the experiences he's had since then, including last year's incredible age nationals, winning six medals, and then also heading to Budapest for the Junior World Championships, and what valuable lessons he learned over there as well. So listen, grab a drink because let's face it, it's the long weekend and it's time to relax. Set aside 45 minutes out of your day and get ready because my chat with rising star, Mr. C-Bomb Lee, starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Nuzen's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. Best is coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavish in the white hats, Phelps in the black hats, and Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to the front. Joining me today on the show is one of Australian swimming's fastest rising stars. He's a six-time individual medalist from the 2019 Australian Age Championships, three of which were gold in the 200 and 400 IM and the 200 backstroke. He was also a part of last year's Junior World Championship team over in Budapest, along with his fellow Aussie young guns, many of which we've had on the podcast so far. It is a very big welcome to Off The Block Swing podcast to C-Bomb Lee. C-Bomb, how are you, mate? How are you? It's a pleasure to be on. Finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've managed to, yeah, it's been a bit of a backwards and forwards and you were busy or I was busy, yeah. but we, we've made it happen, which I'm, I'm very happy about. Now, listen, you've towed me up here in terms of backgrounds. So if everyone that's watching, because this does go on YouTube, you'll be able to see that obviously my room is very messy today. So I've thrown up a, um, a back screen, obviously, because I don't want people to see things. But you've, look at what's going on in your background. That is a very well set up camera angle, mate. Well done. Thank you, thank you. I'm just outside in the front. Just thought I'd get a bit of sun first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course, of course, mate. Just getting the rays. Now, um, <laughs> what, what did you do this morning, mate? Were you up? Did you train? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, I got up to train, did a bit of swim, bit of 4K rollover, and then got stuck in the gym and then got home, got ready, had breakfast and ready for this chat. Mate, very good, very good. Now, it must be frustrating you at the moment because I know as a coach it's frustrating me watching all these other states, Queensland, I know WA have had theirs, um, having short course champs, getting back into racing and we here are still sort of, we're almost there. We're, I think we're a week or so away from, you know, some competition starting. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Has it been frustrating for you? Um, yeah, it has been. But at the moment, me, I'm actually injured at the moment. I'm just getting into rehab now just got a shoulder injury and it is a bit frustrating like i, I do did live for competition and racing but um yeah at the moment just a bit of a back step for me and it's got to get through it first and then we can go through racing next 
In terms of rehab, mate, for all the young listeners out there that obviously go through some injuries themselves and they go to the physio, and especially when you first go to the physio, the younger kids have no idea what to expect. They don't even know yeah. what they, they just think they're going for a massage or something. Yeah. What have you got to do? You know, what has the physio got you doing? What do you? What does the road uh, to recovery look like for you? At the moment, I think it was just started swimming last last week, so I'm starting with two sessions session per every two days. Mm-hmm. Keeping gym normal every week, um, just trying to increase my my shoulder strength. Just doing swimming, light swimming at the beginning, mainly more kick to obviously rest the shoulder a little bit. Getting off fin swimming as well, but um, yeah, everything every week, physio treatment every week, and yeah, keeping it simple. Mate, what was training like during COVID? Obviously, at the beginning, we all had to get shut down. How frustrating yeah. was that for you? Because as you mentioned there, you're very competitive and you like to get in and get amongst it. So not being able to must have been hard. And then what was it like when you slowly started to get back into it? Um, yeah, oh, I struggled to start. Oh, actually, I said to myself, just take a little break, say three weeks, just don't swim, just get, just have a rest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't had a good break or so so i thought you know make a take a rest here and then getting back into it it was kind of a struggle like you know trying to find pools and then at the beginning all the pools got shut down so we we wanted to go on the ocean the beaches swim there and starting to get winter so getting cold you had to go by weddy and just all over the shop but um yeah it was just a little frustrating to be honest it's just you know it takes takes our time you know, trying to find stuff and obviously places that we always go to training pool, it's always there, but now it was just not there. And we had to travel a bit further Yeah, and yeah, it was a bit frustrating. Just, yeah, it was a bit tough to get through, but here we are. And here we are. On the back right. end. Yeah, that's Back right. Out yeah, in the rays, yeah. mate. Look at you catching the sunshine. It's all right. It's all good now. <laughs> now in, in, in hindsight, do you think it's a bit of a silver lining? I mean, I'm looking forward to next year. I think you're going to be, what, 20 or at least turning 20. And yeah. then, is, uh, you know, obviously Olympic trials are there then. Do you feel like it's a bit of a silver lining? You're going to be a year older, a year bigger, a year stronger, a year fitter? Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it has been a silver lining for me. Um, just coming off Junior World last year, Probably uh, was my last junior team I could make, um, but I, you know, being on the long list for Olympics or the coming Olympics, or this year or next year, um, yeah, like it get, gives me all like extra year to train. Obviously, get bigger, get stronger. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a good thing for me, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's hard when you're in it, isn't it? It's it's like everyone, yeah. you know. Oh, you can't do it anymore. Straight away, you go to negative. You're like, oh. But, you know, in the long run, when you look back, you're like, actually, you know, might, might not have been such a, a bad idea. I know for myself, you know, my swimmers aren't sort of at, at your level at the moment, mate, but a lot of them have come back. They're going faster than they ever have because they just, you know, put on a bit of size. They've grown. They're, they're bigger and stronger. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, um, in the young ones, like our club as well, like, they get – they're a bit like well, my mind not training much, but you know they're quicker, they're faster. Yeah. I think they're more motivated coming back actually than I actually assumed that some people would just call it quits and yeah. go from there. But yeah, certainly makes you appreciate what we have, doesn't it? That's for sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, totally. 
Now, mate, one thing I like to do on the podcast is take everyone back to where it all started because I think for the younger guys that listen, it gives them a good appreciation of, of where you're at at the moment. Um, as I said, you made a junior Australian team and you're over in Budapest representing the country. So where did it all start for you, mate? What, what drew you towards the pool? Um, so I came from a swimming family. So my sisters, two older sisters, they started swimming um, uh, around here locally. And I think when I was about four, apparently I liked being on the water. So they took me to training when I was, I started swim school when I was four. Then got into squads when I was six. And back when Adam Cable was really young, he actually taught me first in squads. Mm-hmm. And then I think from eight onwards, made stay, just kept swimming. And, and I was, yeah, like I started from a young age, obviously, compared to all competitively swimming. Um, just waking up in the morning, going for the sisters. I'd sleep in the car for an hour and then I'd hop out, go for a swim. And um, yeah, so it's just from a really young age, I started swimming. I guess it's a sport that not really chose me, but just stuck along for me, I guess. Mm. Yeah, come second nature. And yeah, here I am. Nearly about to represent Australia next year. So yeah. Well, mate, you've been around, I say a long time, but I I certainly know I was in a uh, camp with the swimming New South Wales, I think it was like a 12 and under IM camp and you were at the front of the, of, of the room. Um, I don't want to say causing trouble, but let, let's be honest. You were causing a bit of a ruckus at the front of the room. So you've been around. <laughs> yeah. 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 You were. Let's no, it probably was me. <laughs> no, yeah, it was definitely you. I remember. Um, <laughs> but so you've been around a while, but so obviously you're enjoying it. What do you enjoy most about it? Because you don't, you know, stay in it as long as you do at a competitive level as you have without, you know, having the love for it. So what is it about swimming that you enjoy the most, do you think? Um, racing for me is probably the best thing for me. Like, I enjoy racing. I enjoy going to different places, meeting new friends, obviously catching up with old friends. But, like, that's for me. And then, you know, it, it, training, I guess it was just second nature. Like, I'd wake up every day early, mm. go to pool, go to school, obviously, or go to uni now. But like, it's just, it's been like a routine for me and kind of hasn't changed for the past 15 years I've swam. So like, it's been a long time. So it kind of really changed. It's just the same thing for me. Same old uh, day in, day out. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, for me, it's just a love of racing. Um, yeah, I just loved it. And at the moment, not me much able to do it for four months from COVID. But um, yeah, so it's, I'm, glad to be it's back on again so yeah and keen get back into it and yeah that's right getting stuck back in did you play any other sports outside of swimming um i did a lot so i did did athletics since young um got into basketball in high school did gymnastics um bit surfing younger and then picking it back up now um yeah i was just all over the shop to be honest i wasn't a kid that wanted to sit down and do work. So yeah. 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 What about idols? Did you, was there anyone that you looked up to in the pool? Um, not really, but you know, when I was, when I was getting coached, um, the coach always showed me the Michael Phelps, um, videos and stuff like that. So I guess you could say Michael Phelps pretty much at the moment, mm. but um, yeah. Well, it's yeah, no bad one to look up to, is it? The it greatest is not, swimmer no, of all time. Not. it's definitely not a bad idol to have that's for sure Uh, mate now a lot of swimmers have uh you know big meets 
qualifying times they're trying to achieve things that they sort of maybe struggle with through that might be, you know, dealing with nerves, things like that was maybe executing race plans. Was that sort of anything? I mean, you, you know, I wouldn't say you're old, you're 19. So it's only probably yeah. been that, you know, four or five years where you had to go through these things as well. Um, yeah. you know, was there stuff like that that you went through and how did you overcome them? Um, well, I know this might sound a bit standoffish, but I don't really like feel pressure from things. Obviously, um, even racing overseas, if it, even I didn't do so, well, um, yeah, I just kind of, I just don't feel pressure to be honest. Like, or just feel nerves when I, for a race because it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Obviously, getting the blocks and doing your own swim, but um, yeah, like for me, trying to. Obviously not suing too well my main event over in Budapest last year. Um, but it's just, for me, it's just the same thing for me. Get in, do my swim, do how I need to do, get out. Obviously, if I make the result, make the result. If I don't, so next time, here we go. And back on the training pool and start from there again. Okay. Oh, it's a good way to be. At least it's, it doesn't sort of linger with you. And especially about to get to in a minute, your national age results from last year and you had a massive program. So yeah, yeah I can imagine if you had a, a shitty swim at the beginning of the week and you were someone who let it linger with you, there's a whole lot of swimming to be depressed about after it. Cause you, you had a, a, a lot of um, events to come. What are some of your favorite events to race in the pool, mate, before we get to nationals, what are your favorite races? Um, I guess I don't really have a favourite because when I was a young kid, when I was young, I was racing time from 10. I kind of did everything. So like, I did every stroke. There was, um, you know, obviously, I didn't really have a fun choice I had. Cause I was always kind of forced to do everything. So I guess now it's kind of doing, I don't know, like doing the odd events here and there, especially like the 50s and 100s. I'm not really a sprinter, but you know, I try and ch- chuck some times out. And, you know, it's a bit different for me because – uh, middle distance swimmer it's bigger longer event so yeah. yeah well let's talk about last year's uh, age nationals mate because you killed it you came away with six medals um individually as i said uh gold in the 200 im 400 im as well as the 200 backstroke i'm going to go through them all now by the way so you got silver in the 100 back as well <laughs> the 200 free and just for fun mate you got a bronze in the 200 fly um you know before we get to the meet itself what was that lead up like i'm always interested in the lead up to um, a, a really good meet was it a great you know sort of block of training did you you know make sure you weren't missing any sessions feeling really strong and fit mentally as well um yeah, so 2019, um, just started uni that year. So backing off the school, it was a lot easier to train. Got in a bit later because obviously the training pool for us, we're the, the youth, the urban team, and you know, we got in later after the school kids. Um, yeah, I think, from what I can remember, I think we did we did a hard block. We had on camp in the start of the year, January. Then we went off to Red Bow mm-hmm. in the summer, which is pretty stinking hot if you have Sydney weather yeah <laughs> um yeah I think we had a massive camp for two weeks and then came back raced for a couple of opens here and then and we had a massive block training up to nationals being my last one being my last um eligible team for the junior worlds um yeah it was just pretty big it was just full on and hopefully we got the results and, and I could say we did and yeah 
Mm. Well, you look back on those results and everything that I just mentioned there. Was there one or two sort of races that stood out for you? Might not necessarily be the gold. It might have been a, a silver or a bronze in a race that you didn't think you might get a medal in. Um, it was actually some, some of the events I didn't think I'd medal in. So especially like the two and three, mm. uh, I think that was coming off a two backstroke. I think like I was just I was just smashed by the two to back and then trying to back off into a two and three. I think we tried to do different stuff at nationals because it was my last one. I obviously done racing every day because I raced every, every stroke. Um, but like, yeah, it was a bit different for me. It was a different year and trying to do different things. And obviously the program was changed to what it was. It used to be. And um, yeah, it was probably some events I didn't think I'd medal in. Or make, yeah. What were these different things? What were you trying? Um, so obviously the program... Like looking on it, the program did change. Um, some of the events that I thought um, pairing off would be easier, but some were a bit harder, some were a bit easier. Um, so doing different, like trying to back into a two back, two free, um, that's probably grueling on the legs for both strokes. Um, trying to get the lactate producing and then see if you could, see if I could pull off something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, just I think pretty much was loading it and seeing what I could do. When I was fatigued throughout the week and throughout the day, and then yeah, yeah. Wait, man, for all the uh, younger kids out there that you know, obviously go to nationals and they might have a smaller program, but as they progress through, their program starts to get bigger at age nationals. Just yeah. looking at that, I, as I said, there were six individual medals, but you got to remember, for you, that's also six heat swims plus relay swims. So that's a lot of racing that week. How did you manage yeah. that week in terms of? you know, your sleep, your nutrition, making sure, um, you know, did you get any um, treatment with the physios, that sort of stuff? Um, yeah, so we've been oh, from probably the first time I met Junior Pan back in 2018. Um, we came with a recovery strategy. Every race I'd do, every uh, meet I'd go to, it'd be obviously race, swim, swim down. Um, actually, no. It was race it and then coming off, it was suit off, rub down, yep. um, swim in an ice bath. And um, yeah, well, between those three, it was one of those, can't remember now. Yeah. It's not ring racing much, but um, yeah, so that was every race and we were trying that for about a year or so. It was good, it was um, perfect for me. I'd get down and then and I sleep. Sleep was one of the things I had to do every night. But even throughout the day, um, when I was a bit young, like probably 2017, 2018, um, I'd actually sleep for longer throughout the day, even in the heats and finals, um, like a two-hour nap during the day. But then I thought, but then when I got older, it wasn't, it was just too much for me to, um, to wake up and then feel a bit exhausted and trying to swim for a final. So I cut that down to about 30 minutes and, and I felt better after that. Um, didn't feel too tired or anything. I didn't have to re-warm up properly. And yeah, it was just, I guess, that in nutrition, um, getting your nutrition right, having the right foods, you know, before racing, after racing, um, when you get home from the pool, even at night time, fueling up again for the morning if you're racing again. Yeah, everything does its full part. And I guess you have to find your own little thing that makes it good for you. And yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like, you know, for those two or three years, or especially two years prior to that, you sort of were still trying to figure out what worked best. 
Yeah. Um, do you have a good handle on that now? Do you think moving forward, you know exactly sort of what you need to do to recover, to be ready to go? Yeah. So now we're implementing that every time I race, mm. when I go overseas to race, um, that's yeah, pretty standard for me now. Um, I know what I'm doing. So yeah, it's just the standard new standard yeah. for me to do recovery and stuff. How do you go on the ice baths? Cause obviously, you know, I know I was pointing out the obvious, but it's cold. So yeah, <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you handle it? Um, I actually quite enjoy the ice baths to be honest. Um, I know I can, yeah. So like, I think the coldest I can do is for 10 minutes, about I think 12 degrees. Yeah. And then colder that I can't handle too much. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't mind being the cold. It's, you know, after it, you do feel better. So it's a, it's yeah. a process you have to go through. And obviously, it, yeah, I just feel much better getting out of the ice bath. And yeah, um, yeah. obviously, you have to train for a bit as well. Can't just hop in and do 10 minutes straight cold <laughs> yeah. when you're a young age. But yeah, it comes when you go older, you become older and you get used to it. And yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a benefit, that's for sure. But yeah, it's bloody freezing. There's a very yeah. good show on YouTube, uh, Kevin Hart's called Cold as Balls for all of you guys out there that want to watch something funny on YouTube. But basically, he interviews athletes um, in when they're sitting in their ice baths. Uh, and it's very funny, but yeah, very cold also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, if that's just for anyone who likes comedy. It's very funny stuff. Talk to me about your coach, Misha. Um, how, you know, how important has he been to your success, especially as you've gotten older and, and matured? And how do you think your sort of relationship works best? Um, so I think I've had, I had Misha, I think I have Misha for about five years now. So when I, I think when I was my first, no, my second year making nationals, I think about, age 13 um yeah so i had him for around there and then now um yeah we've obviously been throughout the years getting to know how i do how i race get into my head really pretty much um yeah at the moment now relations obviously gone up a step since going up to open level um obviously comes with communication you know doing what's right for me doing it for for everyone around as well, the support staff. Um, yeah, it's just communication and, you know, knowing what to do here and there, doing things on my own, obviously, growing and maturing, doing things I have to do, not getting told what to do, I guess. Um, yeah, like, you got to get a good relationship. Um, for me, for me and Misha now, it's we've been, uh, we've been together for quite some time. Obviously, you know what, what I, what, um, he knows what, I train how I do things and yeah, it's just getting a good, you know, a good solid foundation building up from there. And yeah. Would you say that you've noticed the relationship go from, uh, you know, coach swimmer to now being, you know, more of a partnership as you've gotten older, do you get more of a say, not so much in, you look at the program and go, nah, throw it out. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> do you get more of an input in terms of giving feedback and, and helping where the program might be going? Yeah. So starting now or, I was getting started uni after uni. Um, yeah, pretty much getting you know getting some feedback off me as well. So inputting like sessions I like to do, sessions I wouldn't like to do, but he would do it in them anyway. Um, yeah, just giving feedback and obviously telling him what I need at the moment or what I don't need, and just trying to fit in here and there what I want. And yeah. Well, you mentioned there sessions you like, sessions you don't. What are some of your favourite? Sessions of the week. Um, 
I don't really remember session, but I don't mind. Not so much a set itself, but like, is it a... I don't really have a favourite, I guess. No? Like, um... You don't like speed? You don't like recovery? You don't like an aerobic session? What What are you... Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of don't really dwell on the type of sessions I do. Like, obviously, I don't... I look on the board and I get in full. I don't look on the board till I get in yet, but, um... Yeah, when I look at the board, if, I, if it's a grilling session, I'll go to my mate, I'll be like, oh, this is a... This is going to be a rough one. But then I just, you know, we just get through it and, you know, get into the session. We just hop out and we'll say it's done and forget about it and move on, I guess. But yeah. Uh, um, so is it not the it. opposite? Is there any least favourite? Is there any you look and you're like, oh, God damn. Why? Uh, the, probably like the long aerobic boring sessions. I dislike the most. So like the 1,000s, just don't like doing those. Mm. Just repeats of like 400s. That's why I just don't like to see. <laughs> That's where you start wishing you uh, had a few more fast twitch fibers and you can go with fast 50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in terms of um, race plans, I'm always interested in race plans. Talk to me about what sort of a race plan you have around the 200 IM. Like when you're on the blocks, you're about to dive in. What, what are you thinking about? Like what, what um, is it easy speed on the first 50, save your legs? I mean, I don't want to you know, tell you what yours is. What, what is your race plan for a 200 IM? Um, so 200, it's early speed and fly. Obviously not pushing it too much. I think backstroke is probably one of my strongest strokes. So keep it light, don't push it too much. And then I think the brushwork freestyle is probably the back end. So I push it there, mm-hmm. pushing up the brushwork and trend the freestyle. I think I touch the wall first, but yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah, pretty much that for me. Yeah. How much work do you do on your skills? Obviously, you know, a lot of your events here, I'm going through it and there's a lot of turns. So it's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of turns. So how much work are you doing on your skills? Uh, a lot, a lot. Um, at the moment, pretty much, um, I've been working on my turns for quite some time. That's mm-hmm. been one of the key, key um, aspects for me as a, not a tall swimmer or the strongest in the field. But um, getting the skills right for me, doing those little things perfectly, taking those small increments of seconds down and getting closer to world standards. Um, yeah, so skills for me is an important, important aspect for my racing. And yeah, so drilling in, drilling in the time to do some skills. Yeah. Yeah, it's been been paying off yeah it's, it's one of those things isn't it that it's not something you do and you're like oh yeah i've done that now i don't need to keep where so you've got to keep working yeah. on it that's for sure yeah. now we'll get to 2019 junior world champs mate in budapest you definitely kept um you know your good form going from nationals uh, we'll get to the results in, in a minute for those swimmers listening who haven't been to anything like that and maybe their biggest thing they've been to is age nationals talk to me about some of the challenges that you faced when you went over there in terms of it you know just being different obviously it's a bigger spectacle the stage is bigger there's a lot more people that you know might not be speaking english not that it's a bad thing but it certainly doesn't yeah. you know there's a lot of things going on if you don't know what people are saying you could get yeah. confused like what what was it like um so 2019 was my second year making this round team um and a lot better transition for me coming off Pampak, June Pampak 2018. Um, but yeah, so I knew kind of a uh, rough outline of how it's going to go. I was doing a staging camp in Slovakia and then coming into Budapest for racing. Um, yeah, it's a bigger stage. People you don't know, people you're going to a lot faster, people you're going to see just smashing down blocks and the heats. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it's a different, different arena, different mm. atmosphere that you're going to feel. Obviously you're not there with your family, but you're there with your mates, your teammates, your support staff, your head coaches from Australia. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a different experience you'll get um, racing overseas. It's something that I would need more for, to get better for me. Um, a bit of more experience, but um, did Mish go yeah. on that trip? Was he? Did he get on the team? No, he. I think no, he didn't go because he was having a he was having a baby oh. around my time. I was racing, so yeah. he couldn't go on it. But um, so what's yeah. that like? And I, I asked that question for that reason. What's it like when you make an Australian team? You get taken completely out of your comfort zone in terms of you know being around people. I know you you know probably good mates with a lot of people on the team, but in terms of you know you're in a different country. There's a lot of things going on that are out of your comfort zone, and then the one person that you normally look to for you know guidance and and to help you relax even though you look like a pretty cool calm relaxed sort of customer anyway but you sort of look to someone and they're not there what's it like um it's a bit it's a bit rough when you don't have your own coach there to help you along the way um yeah it's like i said it's a bit, a bit rough um but you know obviously the coaches take in touch with each other so obviously they know what i need obviously um yeah it's it's a bit rough but Along the way, you'll get used to having. Obviously, swimming isn't really coach coach driven. It's more an athlete driven. So, um, so I guess it's a learning step for everyone who. If you um, if you do have your coach on the team, that's kudos to um to you and your racing as well. But um, yeah, it's a different experience. Obviously, even when you make Olympics, you want to have the coach you'd want. Obviously, um, yeah. So it's a different different um different way of learning, I guess. Yeah. Now you mentioned before when we talked earlier and I've held off till now asking this, but you mentioned the 400 IM and things didn't go quite the way you wanted them to go. What did you mean by that? What didn't go so well in that race? Um, so obviously the 49, probably my main event, the program, um, uh, coming off the final, I did a good heat to him, made a PB and I think it was in, yeah, it was a good, good placing as well. Um, it was, Lane, I was in position between lane two in the final, obviously, with lane uh, eight lanes in the final. Um, yeah, it's obviously not where I, not where I strongly suit, um, but it was just a lot of people was different. Um, people cheering, people we don't know, obviously racing different people a lot faster than you. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I absolutely bond my race plan. I just didn't do what I was supposed to do and, cost me in the end but um in what way yeah. i'm sorry to be making be specific but i just know no. <laughs> a lot of the listeners that you know with the, the swimmers yeah. so they're ones who make sort of you know similar they're listening going oh i do that all the time so what in what way did you sort of not sort of execute your race plan um so off the off the dive um at a japanese japanese boy on my right side son of fly um he was i think he was one of the 200 or one of the flyers in the program um yeah he went off flying and I thought, obviously I was going, I was feeling the way I usually am. Mm. And I think I pushed it just a little bit too much trying to be with the pack. And uh, yeah, so that kind of stung me at the beginning. And then, yeah, so that from there just went downhill for me. Yeah. It's getting pretty fatigued in the freestyle than I normally do. And it was just smash. I just couldn't, couldn't do as much as I could, but yeah, got to the end at least. Yeah, that's funny with the uh, easy speed, isn't it? Everyone always feels like it's easy. You come back and the coach goes, what are you doing in the front end? You're like, oh, 
I felt like it wasn't that hard. And then you, you look back at your rates and you look back at the vision like, oh, God damn, I was going yeah. out a bit too hard. It's always yeah. good in hindsight to look back and like, oh, yeah, maybe I did. But at the time, you, you know, you're sort of just going through the motions and you probably, I mean, it's your first 50 of the, of the race. So you're feeling good, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was going too much faster than I usually do. But yeah, it just cost me in the brushwork freeze in the back end and just absolutely stung me. Yeah. Well, mate, talk to me about the relay. Was it fun to be involved? I know you're in the heats with the boys in the relay. That must have been a bit of fun. Um, I wasn't told till after my 400 IM. So I thought I'd race because well, my days racing was second, fourth. I'd be done. I had a day apart. And um, I thought after my 400, I was like, yep, I'm done. No more racing for me. But then after 400, I got told I was going to relay in the morning. So I was like, oh, damn. Better recover properly. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Really, it's good fun. I didn't. I don't mind doing stepping up, going for a relay, in you know, the heats. Um, I posted a PB in the. I let off the backstroke, so I posted a PB as well. Um, yeah, it was. It's a lot of fun doing relays. Obviously, for your country as well, representing. Um, it's a really fun way to you know bond with your teammates and obviously do it for your country and make trying to make the finals and see where they go from there. Well, especially for you individually, just looking at it, if you're going to lead off doing backstroke, it's also another little personal challenge for you there, isn't it? That you get an opportunity on a world stage to do a, you know, um, a hundred backstroke and try and, as you said, get a PB, which you did. Yeah. Um, I think in the, when I was making trials in for nationals in April, um, when I came second, I think I was just off first. And um, obviously he took the, my friend Kalani, he took the backstroke spot and, um, in the individual races, but, um, yeah, obviously coming off trying to make a PB for myself, obviously, and, you know, obviously try to make the final for the Australian team in the end. And, and there we were, came off the good. Oh, well, it's good, man. Also, it also now shows the team that when you're asked to step up, you can, and not only can you step up, you know, you execute and you, as you said, you've got a PB there. So it's definitely, you know, looking forward, they know they can call upon you if they need to. Now, obviously you're 19, you've just turned 19, as we talked about earlier, because yep. I had you a year younger. Um, <laughs> do you, what's it like? I'm, I'm interested in this sort of transitional period for you guys, because you're all just been to junior world champs but you're now outside of that you've got to you know step up but you're looking up and there's already established guys on the Australian team that are 24 25 you know even you know some of them are older so do you feel like now you are a you know an open swimmer do you feel comfortable stepping out into that sort of arena or do, is there a part of you that's still like oh I don't know I still feel like I'm like 17 still <laughs> um no, it's been a, it's been actually been a struggle for me to be able to race in the opens. Um, racing in the opens kind of hasn't had a good track record for me. Um, and I yeah, that's one thing I've been trying to work on. Just is trying to work, you know, racing more comfortably when I'm not in my comfort zone of um, racing at the states, just here on my own, knowing it's going to have to rest between me and the clock. But um, yeah, it's been a struggle for me, and it's one of the things I need to have to improve on to get better. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy being the underdog again, being from trying to be from 12 years old, racing the 13s or the olders, and then coming back all over again just to do that with the other older, stronger, established swimmers, obviously, like you said. Um, yeah, it's another learning curve you have to go through and only there you can get better. And, yeah. Well, mate, if it makes you feel any better, the average age of a, a final in the... Um 
Olympics or even world champs, the average age of the finalists, I should say, is around that 23, 24 age bracket. So um, I, I think you've got all of your, you know, best years ahead of you. That's for sure. So I, I wouldn't be, you know, getting too worried about it, mate. All of your good stuff is, is still yet to come, which, um, I mean, if you're impatient, you could be like, well, I want it now. But at the same time, it can be very uh, exciting to look forward to. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, you know, the golf one end goal for me was making Olympics, obviously. Um, going to that stage is it's a huge honour to be. Representing your country, obviously. And I guess being famous on TV <laughs> for a period of time. Um, yeah, it's, you know, that's a long, long time dream for me, obviously. Um, I get the chance to obviously if I get the chance next year, I'd be honored to take on the role. But um yeah, at the moment it's just, you know, learning learning the way to get to the opens open squad and you know, just getting experience. Absolutely. There's always learning to be had, that's for sure, mate. Just when you think you've got it all figured out, there's a there's a whole <laughs> new puzzle ahead of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> now, mate, you talk to me about uni. I know you're, um, you know, going to uni. Firstly, what are you doing there? And secondly, how do you find the the balance with with training and and studying? Um, so, obviously, my second year doing bachelor of medical science here at UTS. Um, it's it's you could say it's not an easy subject, it's not a hard subject, but you know, it gets me it gets me going. Um, yeah, balancing it, I guess it's easier than school time. Obviously, I had to plan my timetable outside of swimming training, getting the days. Obviously, that cut was cuts in time with my other work I have to do. Um, but yeah, just just trying to find good good balance with the help of um, the E8, the athlete elite athlete program, in the unis they provide. Mm-hmm. So having good communication there, having where days I can't be in for for uni reasons, for, if I'm traveling or competing somewhere else. But um, yeah, so it's just. You know, having good communication to and from with swimming, uni, and yeah, making a good timetable for you and being able to do that is... So what are you looking to go in from that, mate? Obviously, when you finish, it's still, what, at least two, you know, to three years away, but what are you sort of eyeing off as a job in the future? Um, So after this, it's going to be a master physio. So a bit of physio um, was was a goal for me after school, so... And I thought, of, instead of doing just going straight to physio, I thought doing medical science first, so I can get a get a bit more of a understanding of the medical side as well, as well as the sport side. But um, yeah, so if I did want to stop doing physio, I could go back to my bachelor's, do another different course, and obviously go from there. That's why I chose to do bachelor's of medical, and yeah, yeah give it, give you some more options. Yeah. Well, mate, you're a lot more smarter cookie than me. That's for sure. Just hearing all that gave me anxiety about how much studying. I've, I'd have no idea with all that stuff. That's for sure. So you're obviously very switched on. Now, when you're away from the pool and you're uh, away from studying, what do you get up to? What do you like to do on your downtime? Um, pretty much just video, uh, PS4, watch Netflix, um, go for a surf or go for spearfish. Um, yeah, it's just things. I guess out of my dime downtime um i do go on the water so thoughts so i'm always probably living in the water pretty much mm. but yeah just pretty much do my own thing what i wanted to do and yeah hang out with friends go out for go for a drink if i have to <laughs> if you have um, to if yeah. someone twists your arm look at, <laughs> listen to you if i have to if someone makes me <laughs> yeah i'll yeah 
<laughs> what are your best? Um, mate, talk to me about um, gaming. You don't have a missus, do you? Because I know a lot of the gamers I talk to, um, you know, they spend a lot of time on it and they do sort of get in trouble a lot from, from partners. Um, oh, I just came out, came out of a relationship. So I only just started gaming out. So it wasn't really much of a gamer growing up. Okay. And it just uh, started this year, to be honest. Right. That's <laughs> a couple right. months ago. Well, at least yeah. you didn't say yeah, it ended because of the gaming. So no, I didn't, no, want, no. didn't touch a nerve there. I didn't want you to. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just finished. What was it? Yeah, the gaming. Yeah, she just couldn't handle it. So, babe, yeah, um, the game came yeah. first. Yeah. So um, my friend and I, well, my friend, had one and um told me to get one so i was yeah. like yeah i was got one bought one have not been non-stop but you know having my yeah. fun there how do you go with the banter are you are you quick yeah uh, i'd say i am um i am a very sarcastic person so <laughs> i do say a lot of uh bad not bad stuff just talking smack here and yeah, there stuff that we shouldn't say on the podcast yeah i get you now mate i like to finish uh, all my chats with some less serious questions because i think it gives us a good idea of what you what you like at home mate what you get up to what you like to listen to what you like to watch so i'll yeah. throw these out there and whatever comes first to your mind throw it back so what's your favorite music to listen to um not too picky um Pretty much anything, to be honest. Um, soundtracks, you know, movie soundtracks, just hip hop, rap, even pop songs, even some chilled music. Yeah. Just depends what mood I'm in, obviously. Um, yeah. Do you listen to music before you race? I do, I do. Um, well, I like to say a song, my favorite songs, not pump up songs, not too much of that, just, you know, just favorites, you know, keeping me in the comfort zone yeah. for me. Just keeping you chilled. Yeah. What about favourite movies, mate? What do you like to watch? Um, one of the action, adventure, thriller movies for me. don't like watching horror movies. So that's one no-no for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, pretty much anything. Fast action, I don't mind watching. Okay. What about I do love fun? watching stand-up. Stand-up's probably one of my favourites to watch, stand-up comedy on Netflix. Funnily enough, I was watching uh, Chris Tucker last night. His stand-up show last night was very funny. Oh, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a big Rush Hour fan. That was my. That's one of my yeah. favorite movies of of all time. So, um, I was just rolling through, and then I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, yeah stand-up's pretty. Funny. I don't mind watching a bit of stand-up here and there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it gives you a laugh anyway, mate. In these crazy yeah. times that we're living in. Um, yeah. What about favorite meals, mate? What do you like to eat? Uh, um, pretty like I said, I'm pretty open. I don't have, don't really picky with anything. But um, if I had to pick one, I guess it's I mean, dumplings. Um, yeah, it's easy, easy choice for me. Mate, you're speaking my language now. That was what I asked for the other <laughs> night. My my wife texts me while I was at work. What do you want for dinner? And straight back, dumplings, dumplings. Yeah. Now, what about favorite TV shows to binge watch? Uh, I've got a couple. I just binge watched Brooklyn Nine Nine again. Finish that off. Um, I'm actually starting watching Friends again. It's a bit of that. Um, been two and a half men. Just good long. Um, don't mind any good series. Yeah. Very pick as well. But like even some. I know I might get some. Forever on this one, but I have watched Gossip Girl a couple of times. And I don't mind watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to watch it again, I think, sometime soon. So, yeah. 
Well, I was with you until you said Gossip Girl, but that's okay. Hey, listen, each to their own. Each yeah, to their own. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if you went through my Netflix uh, list, you'd be like, "Man, what, what? What's this one?" Yeah, don't worry about that one. Um, favorite games, mate. Obviously, you're a gamer now. What? What are you? What are you? Yeah, uh, I'm playing 2K, so I got the new 2K. Um, yeah, a bit of that, bit of Fortnite, probably one of the biggest. Because grind I'm doing at the moment, so yeah. Yeah, right. very nice. Now, mate, the last one is favorite quotes. Do you have any quotes that your coaches have told you? Been on a few Aussie teams now, and no doubt New South Wales teams that maybe coaches have thrown some good quotes out to you. Do you have any that you yourself keep, you know, close to your chest? Um. Yeah, like like Misha does throw out some quotes and here and there. Um, obviously, I do come across some quotes. Um. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a couple that um, I stick around with. Um, yeah, obviously having you know a motivation from you, uh, from from me within to be able to swim up and down along the back line mm. can be tough. And it's not for the easy-minded, not for the and yeah, just you know finding your own. I guess finding your own motivation for you is gets what gets what me going. Um, yeah, I can't think off the top of my head, but there's a couple that yeah. get thrown around sometimes for me. Uh, my one this morning I was showing the kids was the, the comfort zone is a nice place, but nothing good grows there or nothing grows from there or something like that. I can't remember, but it was anyway, it had the rocks face on it. So yeah, it was, it was intimidating. Um, when we redo this interview, mate, in two or three years time, what accomplishments would you like me to add at that intro already? It was pretty good. You know, junior Australian team, um, obviously, you know, uh, what to say six six medals from from obviously age nationals so as an age group are you killing it what are you looking forward to now that you're you know getting into that open scene even stretch it out it doesn't have to be two it can be five years um obviously i like to make the Australian open Australian dolphin team mm-hmm. um within a couple of years so and maybe even four years from now making electric Olympics, even making the com game board champs having a step there and being on the podium, I guess it's the big thing for me making that after that. So, yeah. Well, mate, I think you're well on your way. Um, firstly, I want to thank you very much for coming on for a chat. Um, as we said at the beginning, it's been a bit of a to and fro to get it <laughs> yeah, happening, mate. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm glad we, we got to have a chat, mate. Um, you know, good luck with everything with your rehab and getting stuck back into training. And, and obviously we, you know, there's, um, you know, early next year, we've obviously got, you know, trials and nationals and things like that. And a lot of racing still to come for you to get ready for. So good luck with all of that. Yeah, and no. mate, until we chat again, thank you very much for coming on off the block swimming podcast. No, thank you. It has a pleasure being on. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. No worries. Today's episode of off the block swimming podcast is proudly brought to you by our good sponsors at pro swim workouts. Thanks so much again to Craig for coming on the podcast. Still so many great guests coming your way. Do not miss a minute of the action as we get closer to the final week of season three, which is only a few weeks away. It's going to be blockbuster interview after blockbuster interview leading all the way up to our 100th episode, which is going to be amazing. And I cannot wait for all of you guys to celebrate it with us. Until then, though, guys... Have a great day. Kids, enjoy your school holidays. Parents, maybe head to the bottle and stock up. And it's bye for now.